This podcast contains explicit language and references to sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Listener discretion is advised. This episode has been re-released without music. If you'd like to listen to this episode with music included, please check us out on Spotify. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lyrical Innuendo, the podcast that asks the ultimate question, is this song about sex, drugs, or is it just good old rock and roll? I'm your host, Bubba Wheat, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Rehack. How are you doing today? I am swell. How are you today, man? I'm doing pretty good. I, okay. I am, I'm excited to talk about t- today's song because it's, it's one that I hadn't really given much thought, of, thought to in a while. And then, you know, I listened to, or I, you know, I played the video again and I had forgotten how much I really enjoy this song <laughs> and which of course is i do anything for love by meatloaf and i think it's funny that the song is called i'd do anything for love but he never says i'd every time he says i would wow very clearly wow that's yeah maybe there's no way they ran out of characters (laughs) because he has some very long album titles and some very long sub uh, um, song titles so there's no way they ran out of space but yeah i never until you said it just now never never dawned on me before wow yeah i i didn't like i did you know i would search for it i and you know i type out i would do anything for love and it's all the results were i'd <laughs> it's like that's, that's weird <laughs> yeah that is nuts and uh you know it i was also surprised because that this uh was off of his bad out of hell 2 album mm-hmm. and that's you know i thought that uh you know i wasn't a, a huge meatloaf fan back in the day you know i liked this song i liked um you know objects in the review no i didn't like objects in the review mary i was annoyed by that song uh, because it's it's actually opposite you know the the lyrics are opposite than what and it, it usually says on the rearview mirror mm-hmm. yes. because his lyrics say may the objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are but the actual writing is opposite and it says objects in the rearview mirror are closer than they appear so that that always bugged me <laughs> Unless um, he's pulling it from what it used to say, and then the wording has since changed. Well, I wouldn't think so, because it means the opposite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh. But this this was, you know, out oh, off of his okay. Bad Out of Hell 2 album, Back Into Hell. And it was actually his sixth album, and... Uh, I didn't realize that it came out so long after Bad Out of Hell, which was his solo album. This this was released 16 years after the original Bad Out of Hell. Is that much of a difference? I knew it was the 70s. I didn't know. I thought Bad Out of Hell 2 was 
like in the eighties, like it wasn't that far off. I didn't know it was sixteen years apart. My yeah, God. it was uh, September fourteenth, nineteen ninety three. So wow, we're <laughs> that I didn't even I didn't plan this, we're but that, really that's close. pretty tight. <laughs> we're really close. We're just like uh, a week. Well, when this comes out, it'll be like three weeks past the thirtieth uh, anniversary of this. Happy uh, anniversary! Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. What are the odds of that? <laughs> Yeah, and um, you know, if for some reason you haven't heard this song before and you are listening to us on Spotify, we are going to take a quick moment and play it for you right now. Yeah, this have what's your what's your history with Meatloaf? My introduction to Meatloaf was from Fight Club where he played Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had always heard Paradise by the Dashboard Light on the radio. Mm-hmm. Occasionally you hear this one on the radio. And I never really gave it much thought. And I'm on a road trip with a buddy of mine and we just took turns like, hey, have you heard this album by this artist? Let's listen to it. And then we would talk about the album as we played it. It was a really, really good time. And he bought this one up and he's like, you know, Meatloaf, right? And I'm like, hey, yeah, I've heard a couple of it. So he's like, are you familiar with Bad Out of Hell? And I'm like, no, he's like, dude's one of the greatest albums ever. And I'm like, OK, we'll see. And he threw it on and we listened to it. And it is a phenomenal album, like truly like it is one of the best of the seventies, like it, I think it's quintessential and everybody should listen to it. Um, and that track paradise with the dashboard light phenomenal, such, such a good song. Uh, his other entries into the hell series, if you will, uh, there's, I think three total, there was like talk of doing a fourth, but he since passed and everything. Uh, but with those, I had no idea that it expanded that much. And I started listening to some of uh, his other work too. And it's fine. Uh, it's not necessarily yeah, it isn't isn't bad out of hell three like you know back out of hell again. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> hell called. We're making a pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall, I I I really really enjoy the album Bad Out of Hell and uh, some of his other singles that he's done on his other albums. But he's not necessarily an artist that I like go out of my way to listen to. Like I really got to be in the mood to hear like a particular song by him. Oh, and um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. He's in there yeah. too. Yeah, I, I think my my history with with Meatloaf was mostly like this music video, especially because th- this was one of the those huge. You know, this was like the height of nineties uh, MTV music videos, and and this was uh, uh, directed by Michael Bay. This was a Michael Bay music video so it was big it's got helicopter chases uh, did did you watch the video i did because of the uh, group chat this morning i was like oh, okay let me see what this video is about and i was blown away i'm like this <laughs> this is what music videos used to be this mm. is like november rain levels yes. of just <laughs> epicness coming across it was just i couldn't stop watching it i could yeah, not it's stop. like a it's like a you know a modern day Beauty and the Beast with a little bit of Phantom of the Opera thrown in, yes. and, and like this murder mystery going on on the side. It's, it's too much, really. It's too much going on. <laughs> but it's it's fantastic, and and like as as soon as you tell somebody that it's that it was directed by Michael Bay, they would go, "Oh, that makes sense." <laughs> it, did, it did. That was the thing too. I'm like, "Oh no, I totally see this." Yeah, and some other like little bit of trivia that I, I thought was interesting, like the the singer uh, on the track uh, that was a British singer, Lorraine Crosby, and she actually did this uh, 
she did the vocals as a guide track and they were actually looking to uh, like looking for a singer to replace her because her her track was meant to be replaced that was just like a guide for other singers to listen to so they know how it's supposed to sound okay like a reference track Right. And then like a couple okay. months later, the the producers called her and asked her if it was OK if they used her her vocals and she agreed. But because it was just a guide track, she actually didn't get credited on, on the album. She's just listed as Mrs. Loud in the album notes and she huh. never received any royalties. And, and it wasn't like until much later that she kind of got credit for it. And, and in the music video, it, it's um it's just an, an actress uh, named Dana Patrick. So the woman in the video, not her voice. Correct. Uh, although she, uh, I did read that she, um, like after doing this video, she did get calls from uh, um, studio execs <laughs> asking if that was her real voice to like to, to get her a record contract. They had me fooled. Like that was, <laughs> they had me fooled. Wow. Yeah, and um, so I think the other big thing about this song is that, like, I and I definitely remember it. That the the question is, you know, what is Meatloaf says that he would do anything for love, but he won't do that. So what is that? So before I get into the answer, let, let me ask you, what's what is that? I think that is leaving her for to find someone else. And I think it's two pronged. I think it's, if we look back, I think it references previous songs that he's done. If we look back at bad out of hell in the song paradise by the dashboard light, eventually she's like, essentially in the song, they're like, Hey, you know, it's getting hot and heavy. He's like, I, I feel like we should kind of, and she's like, well, uh, you know, you need to tell me you love me and that we're going to be together. And then, you know, we'll proceed to have sex. And he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> He's like, fine, let's just live, whatever, whatever it takes, kind of. And in the song, he talks about like, you know, uh, he's joking around. I'm praying for the end of time so I can end my time with you. But he's also talking about how he'll never break his promise, never break his vow. And I'm like, okay, at least it's cool that, you know, he would stick around, assumedly. So I think Mm -hmm. coming back to this song, uh, there's a very similar line. And I should have looked for it before I started this diatribe. But there's a very similar line about talking how you know uh we we need to be together tonight like it has to happen tonight and i think Mm -hmm. he's making that same promise of like look i love you let's do this i'll be with you i'll do anything for love but i'm not gonna like leave someone in the dust i'm not gonna cheat on somebody so i think that is being like unfaithful yeah the line is uh, i'll never forgive myself if we don't go all the way tonight yes that's the line (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So when that popped up, I'm like, oh, okay. We're kind of winking in my, in my interpretation, we're winking at, you know, previous tracks. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's more like he's, he's referencing the previous line in the song and he actually um, was on VH1 Storytellers in 1998 and they brought out a, uh, uh, a blackboard (laughs) and he's like, you know, I'm going to explain this to you. And then he went through and basically gave that explanation that every time he says, but I won't do that, he's referencing the previous line of what he just said that he would never do. And, you know, I have them all listed. These are the 
these are the things that Meatloaf in this song says that he will never do. Lie to you, forget the way you feel right now, forgive myself if we don't go all the way tonight, do it better than I do it with you, stop dreaming of you every night of my life, see that it's time to move on and be screwing around with other women. So I'm a portion right. <laughs> yeah. That and... never dawned on me that it's it tells you wow. But I, I always remembered that the that the rumor was uh if, like whenever I was in high school that the that was referring to anal sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a fun interpretation and read. And I'm sure that that's what most people thought about. Like, I'm not, mm, not doing that. Now, here's the thing. Giving or receiving. Mm? <laughs> that's the next level on this. Will they, won't they? <laughs> yeah, is, is he into pegging or not? <laughs> Who knows? Which that's, that's it's not a the bad first time. And, and they go back into hell. <laughs> this is not the first time we've referenced pegging <laughs> in this show. <laughs> But I don't know. I I think I I guess I'll go into my like true interpretation of of the song, and and I I do think that it, it's about you know he is like talking you know it, he's referencing like a relationship mm-hmm. that I feel like this is about a woman that he wants a long term relationship with versus you know paradise by the dashboard light where he he just wanted a one night stand but oh, you yeah. know he had to he had to promise a long term re- relationship to get it but <laughs> i feel like in this one you know he's it's 16 years later he's matured he's looking for a long term relationship and he's but at the same time i do think that love is a double meaning and it means love but it also means sex especially with that line the um you know the uh i would never forgive myself if we don't go all the way tonight <laughs> it's like um yeah it's i i would do anything for love but if we don't do it tonight <laughs> tonight oh, yes. specifically then i will never <laughs> forgive myself <laughs> ever i'm gonna write it in my journal and i'm just gonna think on it i'm gonna podcast about it <laughs> I also think that one of the lines I'm I I didn't double check to see if it's different in the album version versus the music video version. But in, in the music video version, he says, some days I just pray to the God of sex and drums and rock and roll. Oh, wow. OK. And I did not see if it's, you know, sex and drugs and rock and roll on the studio album or if it is drums in both places like whether i don't know because this is still like i think pretty early in the era of the parental advisory stickers Mm -hmm. so that that could have been drums but then live he would say drugs and people be like oh my god like (laughs) i knew could be or you know, I, I also didn't look into the the timing because I'm pretty sure that he had, you know, he had his own uh, drug problems. And uh, this could be like during the time whenever he was clean. But I'm not again, mm. I'm not sure that the timing of all that. 
because I <laughs> one other little funny thing that I that I read is you know the the reason that he that this album was called Bad Out of Hell too. Um, like the the producer part of it was he was working with the producer again that's that produced the uh his first album and the the producer when asked about it he you know went on this long thing about you know uh, we thought that there was more uh more themes to uncover and that we wanted to get back in the headspace of the first album and then whenever meatloaf was asked about it he said we called it about out of hell too because that would help it sell shitloads <laughs> i mean He's not wrong. If mm. if people if there's it's synonymous, they're gonna go out and get it. But at the yeah, same especially time, especially since like his, you know, his uh, this was his sixth album, his second through fifth albums did not sell nearly as well as his first. Oh yikes! But there's also this this song. This it's still a good song and it's a powerful mm. song. And I think the song alone would have sold records. Maybe not as many as it did because of the name, but. Yeah, I, that that makes sense to me. But yeah, the you know I do love the song, and and honestly, I do think that the the uh, the Lorraine Crosby moment really helps sell because like you know before listening to it, the other than the you know I the whole I would do anything for love. I think the other line that um, that would that popped into my head when thinking about this song after you know not having heard it for several years is the the line will you hose me down with holy water if i get too hot yeah <laughs> i was like oh, okay we get it like <laughs> which that's you know that that's also you know very sexy line and that whole I mean that that whole it, it it's weird whenever you think about it because the the whenever she starts singing you know she starts with you know very sexy you know will you cater to every fantasy I got will you hose me down with holy water if I get too hot will you take me places I've never I've never known and then right after that she's like after a while you'll forget everything as a brief interlude in a midsummer night's fling then you'll see that it's time to move on. It'll all turn to dust and we'll all fall down. Sooner or later, you'll be screwing around. It's like, (laughs) it's like she goes from being all hot and bothered. It's like, let's have sex, do everything that's, that we want to do ever. You know, will you do any, any fantasy I have? And then immediately she's like, oh, but you're just going to forget about me in a week. Yeah. It's there's, there's so much confidence that it becomes overconfidence. And then there's just a slight negative thought of like, what if it's not that great? And then boom, it's a, well, you're going to, like you said, you're going to forget about me in a week. So what's it matter? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he, again, he goes back, you know, I won't do that. No, I won't do that. And, and I also just think that it's going back to the music video. I, I, that was a part of the music video that just, it made me laugh. Like whenever they were holding each other and, you know, he, he put his face back down and then he came up and then the, the beastly makeup was gone. And it was like, in his more human makeup and he's like, starts singing to the camera again. And like, no, I won't. And it's anything for love. And he's got such a strong vibrato too. Like mm-hmm. it's really ringing out when it holds those words and it. it I think it kind of amplifies it, but in the video, it just, it's something special. It's it's like it's the only way to describe it. It is truly something special. 
but at, at the same time like you know especially whenever they get to that part and like right before they that part they yeah michael bay no sexy and he was shooting dana patrick as sexily as possible like that this was a hot music video especially at that point for sure there was for sure it was like the whenever she's like rolling around in the bed <laughs> too and then like the uh the the couch that she's sitting in like floats up in the air for some reason yeah furniture just because she has the the line you know uh you can raise me up <laughs> you can set me down you can help me right out of this godforsaken town <laughs> which i again i i love that section of of this song because it, it's mm-hmm. like you know he he is saying you know I've, i would do anything for love and it it seems like at the first part of the the song he's just kind of singing it to the world like you know the the sea of women and then and then we get this one specific ro- woman who is answering him and then mm. she's like and then it's it builds the more of a story that's you know they, these are two people in some little town it kind of paints the picture that they're younger even though you know he would be uh, he would have been like in his uh at least late 30s at this point i believe late 30s early 40s possibly even um but this well, feels like you know yeah <laughs> it definitely feels like more of a, a young love that the the whole you know will you get me out of this godforsaken town really feels like you know two teenagers that are in love and they they want to uh leave and make a name for themselves in the big city yeah absolutely it does absolutely and and it just kind of it builds throughout too because it kind of starts like you said he's shouting it kind of to whomever and then all of a sudden he has someone that's challenging him and challenging these ideas and she's really putting a purpose to it. She's like, okay, yeah, you're saying all this, but what about this? And what about this? And like really making sure that he's sure about it. Yeah. And and, and I also like really love just the, just the whole pacing of the, this song, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it is very soulful, but then you also have these, you know, driving fast parts that, yeah. and it's like in, in the music video, it works because that's like when the action scenes start. Yeah, the motorcycle chases, <laughs> and like smashing mirrors. I'm like, you're only hurting yourself. Like these are mirrors in your home. You, who are you hurting? You're not in an Ikea messing stuff up. Like you're home. What are you doing? Oh yeah. And, and even like the, the part, like relatively in the early, which somehow I, I complete like I noticed, but I didn't realize how it connected to later in in the uh, uh, the video, like whenever he, you know, rides his motorcycle right past the two cops and then the one cop shoots his shotgun up in the air and then the chandelier falls. But it's a music video, so it's you know, you don't really see anything. But then later on, the investigator is like looking at the crime scene and he like pulls this piece these like shard of shards of glass with blood on them and i had forgotten about the the police officer like shooting the shotgun in the air Mm -hmm. like i I didn't make the connection that the chandelier fell on him and killed him and it was like all accidental but that's what kind of set the whole thing off and by (laughs) by your tone it sounds like you missed that too 
I completely missed it, but now that makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. Look at look at Michael Bay pulling one all over us, huh? Yeah, because it it's very like more symbolic because mm-hmm. it, and not like they're we don't see a dead body or anything. It's we, keep it, it we just see. Yeah, <laughs> there's no sex. They're just flying on a couch like it's Aladdin or something. <laughs> and the like, and you know, it's a lot of side boob. <laughs> Uh, tasteful mm. a lot of tasteful side <laughs> <laughs> i guess technically it would be cleavage like you know a wide open cleavage <laughs> even better <laughs> it's the 90s let's why not <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know that's I, I think it's it's really you know i i don't some nights <laughs> we haven't really dug into a ton of the lyrics you know other than like kind of the big ones it is a lot of repetition but i don't know like we also have the lines you know some nights you're breathing fire some nights you're carved in ice some nights you're like nothing i've ever seen before will again hey i think you could read that as just you know the hot and cold of a relationship oh yeah yeah the ups and downs the ebbs and flows the hey this what a great the honeymoon you know uh, uh period and then you know not so much and taking the good taking the bad put them together then you had the next life <laughs> of course again <laughs> that's a repeat but you know in into that and it's nice to but i think that also shows that maturity that we kind of touched on earlier from previous track like paradise by the dashboard light he's like look i'm just here for it and this time around he's like no i want the emotional side of things i don't want just the intimacy i want more of that and i want it with you of all people yeah well, I think we are ready for our final verdicts. And uh, whether this song is about sex, drugs, or it's just rock and roll. And I definitely think that this song is about sex, but it is it is a more more about the romance and it, it's a more mature relationship song than Paradise by the Dashboard Light. It, it, it is, you know, him later in life looking for, looking for sex but not just sex like also looking for the the relationship that goes along with it and not just you know saying that he wants the relationship so that she'll put out uh, sure. what do you what do you think <laughs> no absolutely agree it's for sure it's it's about the two types of love it's the love he wants to be loved and he wants some love you know what i'm saying and that's the sex part which is what this song is about for the most part yeah and uh yeah i i think that wraps up another episode of lyrical innuendo uh you know thank thank everybody that listens we really appreciate it if you are listening on spotify uh the we that is where you find the newest episodes and that's also where we include the song right there into the podcast and uh we also appreciate it if you give us a rating on Spotify, five stars. That I really appreciate it. So, you know, get us uh, higher on the Spotify charts and on the the search engines. Engine, uh, you know, game the algorithm. Help us uh, show up higher on the lists. <laughs> and we're also part of the Rabbit Hole Podcast Network, and you can find all the other shows. And also see all the ways to support our network at rebelholepodcasts.com. And uh, uh, I've been Bubba Wheat. And for my co-host, Nick Rehack, I 
I'm going to go pray to the gods of sex and drums and rock and roll. This podcast has been produced for Rabbit Hole Podcasts. You can find the site at rabbitholepodcasts.com. Thanks to Jason Soto as executive producer, Nick Rehack as my co-host, and thank you for listening. You can also get a 30-day free trial of Audible at audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepod.